All right. Good evening. Mazel tov, Beautiful seum. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to be learning Maseches Ksubistaf Kaphe. We're starting two thirds of the way down on Chavdal and Amidbez, and we're in the midst of a sugya um, as to whether or not we can determine that a person is a Kohen based on Nesias Kapayim. Someone walks up to the front of the room in Eretz Yisrael any day uh, here in America and Chutzla Eretz on, on the Yomim, Yomim Norem, Yomim Tobim, when people do Nesias Kapayim. Are we allowed to infer from there that a person is a Kohen? And says the Gemara two thirds of the way down, Amar le Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak le Rava, Mahu lehaalos minesius Kapayim liyuchsin. Are we allowed to say that I'm able to see this person uh, duchening, and therefore I can assume that he is a Kohen Miyuchas. Says the Gemara, Amar Lei, Pluk the Derfchis of Well, had we been learning this in flow yesterday, we would have seen that this is a ridiculous question. We literally just discussed it like the lines before. So says the Gemara, I know, I know there's a machlokas about it. Hilchas Samaya, I want to know what the halacha is. <laughs> so then the uh, the response from Rava was, Amar Lei, Anamas Nisa Yadana, all I can tell you is that I know a Mishnah. And this Mishnah quotes a Pasuk as follows, the Tanya Rabbi Yossi Omer Rabbi Yossi says, and then we learn a pasuk that speaks a lot about the uh, the Beis Hamikdash when the Jews were coming back from Babel, and when the Jews were were living in in that uh, in that time space, there was some very bad intermarriages happening. It wasn't Kishmak. The pasuk reads, let me just find the pasuk with all the nakudas here, so I don't butcher it. The pasuk reads, Umi bnei Hakohanim bnei Chavaya bnei Hakotz bnei Barzilai Asher Lakach mi Benos Barzilai Agiladi Isha v'Yikare al Shemam. Uh, they were looking for their own family histories and they were uh, they were nigal from the kahuna they were saved in some way you're not allowed to eat from the Kodesh HaKodashim so these are families from the Kohanim they came up back to Eretz Yisrael to try and rebuild the next base on Mikdash um, however, they were only allowed to eat select foods. And uh, here's what the Gemara now says about that. Uh, we don't really know your halachic status. We have questionable halachic statuses about these Kohanim. Now, now we're 2,000 years later. There's <laughs> not such a push to to say that we're, we're 100% Kohanim. So there are families that are Kohanim and Yuchasim. They know the Rappaport family. There's families that go back to whoever the right person is in history to make sure that it's valid. Omar <clears throat> Lahem. The Navi in this pasuk it said it said to them atem we are maintaining your chazaka such that what when you were living in Babel, what did you eat you were able to eat truma afkan you're still allowed to eat truma remember what we're trying to figure out can you learn from duchening to yuchsin for a coin says the Gemara visal malin kapayim if you are of the opinion that we're able to extrapolate from one doing Nisias Kapayim, and therefore he's considered a Kohen Meyuchas, that doesn't work. Because Hani Asokinu. Because these people, whether or not they were eating chumo, that was one sugya, but they were all duchening. <laughs> so then for sure we should have said it must therefore be that Nisias Kapayim is not a raya for Yuchsin. Says the Gemara, you cannot learn anything from this Pasuk about uh, about Yuchsin at all, because Shani Hacha Chazkayu, the Chazaka here was bad because they all intermarried and we weren't sure who was who. Even the Pasuk itself was saying that we have such a strong suffix, we need the Urim Vitumim. If you don't say that they had Reya Chazkayu, that their Chazaka was bad, then. <clears throat> We would have uh, in an un, in a related sugya, we would have had a problem. According to those who say that we are allowed to extrapolate from the uh, kohen eating uh, from eating truma to him being a kohen miyuchas, 
Well, then if that's true, then this Pasuk says, Then the Pasuk says that they should be that they should be Kohanim Miuchasim just from the Pasuk itself because they ate Truma. That's what the Pasuk reads. Ella, there must therefore be a problem with what's happening with them eating Truma. And because they are Reiches Kaihu, therefore the fact that they're eating Truma, we'll see why they're eating Truma shortly. But basically, there's no way to ever make to ever infer from there from uh from Nesius Kapayim to Yuchsin. The problem is that we still need an answer to the question. We don't have it. We're going to be spending a lot of today discussing this. So let's turn to the top of Chafei Amidalaf and continue. We just uh, undermined this whole entire b'risa. So what does G'dola Chazaka mean? That's how the b'risa began. The b'risa that, that was in the name of Rabbi Yossi, it said G'dola Chazaka. The Chazaka was so great. What was the great Chazaka? Meikara. In Bavel, Achol B'Truma D'Rabbanon, Hashta Achol B'Truma D'Oraisa. Now they're eating Truma D'Oraisa when they came back there to Israel. Is that what was going on? Maybe it was a little bit different. Even now, even back in Eretz Yisrael, they were not eating truma de oraisa. They were only eating truma de rabbanon. And says the Gemara, when we make the jump to say, when we say that we're able to extrapolate from a coin eating truma to the fact that he's a coin miyuchas, that's only betruma de oraisa, but betruma de rabbanon lo maskinan. So really, it's not so clear what the gedola chazaka is that's going on here. We don't, we don't even know what they were eating. So it says the Gemara, chazaka. what was the greatness of the chazaka? <clears throat> So says the Gemara, the Chazaka of this Brisa that's quoted in the name of Rabbi Yossi is that the Afal Gav the Ika Migzar Mishum Truma Gazrina, that the Chazaka was strong enough for these Kohanim, even though these Kohanim had questionable lineages, still they were able to eat Truma Derabanan, and we were not Gozer on them that they couldn't eat Truma Derabanan lest they eat Truma Doraisa. So in other words, the Chazaka of these questionable Kohanim was so strong that they were able to eat Truma de Rabbana. That's what the conclusion of the Gemara. Aye, what about Truma de Raisa? They for sure cannot eat Truma de Raisa, that's for sure. But there's no Gzeru de Rabbanan limiting them from Truma de Rabbanan, lest they eat Truma de Raisa. That's what the Gemara says the Gzeru is. But the Gemara argues the whole premise because it would Truma de Raisa lo achol. We know that they ate Truma de Raisa. And that is based on the following Pasuk. Because <laughs> the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, um, where is this? That they were not able to eat from the Kodesh HaKodashim, from the actual Korbanos of Kodeshim. Says the Gevara, What's the Diuk? Their only limitation from the Pasuk was Kodesh HaKodashim. So Baharaya, we see that these families, with their questionable lineage, were eating Truma Doraisa. We just said that, no, they're only eating Truma Doraisa, and that was the great Chazaka, that they could eat the Truma Doraisa, based on the Chazaka of them being Kohanim, that there's no room between them yet, we don't know. So, then the Brisa shows over here very clearly that maybe they were actually eating Truma Doraisa. Says the Gemara, that's not correct. Tachi Kamar, here is the right way to understand this Pasuk. They were not able to eat any foods that were Kodesh. They might be a czar. They can't eat it. Nor could they eat Kodeshim, not just Kodesh, but even Kodeshim. She's not allowed to eat it. She too is a czar. She can't eat Kodeshim. These Kohanim cannot eat Kodeshim either. And they weren't even allowed to eat from the standard pieces of the korban, the chazav, the What's left to eat? It must only be truma de rabbana. That's what the Gemara says. As we, see, we therefore see, in conclusion of this whole first part of the Gemara, is that these kohanim that came from Bavel Teretz Yisrael in the times of Ezra, they had very questionable lineages. The Gedola Chazaka that the Brisa speaks about is a Chazaka that says, we know that you have a Chazaka, that you are, that you are kohanim, therefore we will allow you to eat truma, but only... 
And as it relates to the question at hand, are we allowed to learn from Nesius Kapayim to Yuchsin that if we see a Kohen doing an activity that's very Kohanic, he's standing there on the Duchan. So then the Gemara says, we have no Raya from there so far. Let's try our second Raya for the day. Third of the way down, approximately, maybe a little bit less, on Chafei Amid Toshma. We have a Brisa. This is pretty clear. Chazaka Lekahuna, Nesius Kapayim Bebavel. In Bavel, they went. They would do Nesius Kapayim. That was a Raya Brura that you were considered to be a Kohen. In Bavel, they actually they actually vetted out Kohanim before they would go up to Duchen. I mean, not like in Shul, like on Rosh Hashanah, like oh, you know, no, not then. But they made sure, like you had, you you needed like a hall pass to be able to be a Kohen. It wasn't stung. You could just what nowadays we have we have guests we have guests now who we have no idea. We have no idea. We have no clue. And we hope that one of our Kohanim, our Miuchasim, we, we hope that one of them is allowed to make the bracha. These are real shilas. Yeah, how can you go up there and make a bracha? Well, it, it, it's a it's a Mr. to make a bracha, but it's a mitzvah doris. Maybe we should say Savik brachos and just have the Kohanim go up there and duchen without the bracha. So clearly, we have a halachic assumption of how to establish a Kohen. It's all from these two blood of Gemara of how we make the jump from I think he's a Kohen to in fact he is a Kohen. So this Brisa says explicitly that in Babel, Nisius Kapayim was a raya was a raya for kahuna. Not only that, and the b'risa continues, this was also true for eating chal and surya, and uh, for giving out portions of the animal in some of the cities. We're not going to focus on those pieces right now. What did we learn here in this b'risa? Don't we see from this b'risa that we see that a Kohen is doing the Sius Kapayim in Babel, and, and that creates a Chazaka of sorts for Yuchsin, says the Gemara, Lo, that's not correct, Litruma. The Sius Kapayim allows him to eat Truma. But the highest level of Yuchsin is still something that we have yet to reach. Says the Gemara, that's not a good argument, because this Brisa had an equation in it. If, if, if the Chala would teach us about Yuchsin, maybe we should say the same about Nesius Kapayim. Says the Gemara, no, it's not correct. Achilas Chala is only to teach us about Truma. Why is this the case? Because, halfway down, that uh, the, according to this approach, according to this b'risa, chala would be derabanan and truma would be deraisa. Umaskin and michala derabanan the truma deraisa. And when one has chala derabanan, we can make an inference about that person that they're kohanim and therefore they are the truma deraisa, which is a big jump. But still, the Gemara says from this b'risa that it seems to be the case. When we're mafresh chala, we are, we just burn it. But really, when you're mafresh chala, you should be giving it to a kohen properly. You should be giving it to a kohen. If you can eat the chala, then you can also eat truma deraisa. There, we need to, we in theory need to spend time on that. How can it be that you have dinder abanan of chala, that therefore he can eat, eat truma derisa? It's a very big jump. Okay. Anyways, as Rab, Rav Huna Bered Rab Yoshua flipped everything over for the Rabbanon, we're going to learn about that case a little bit later. The Gemara kind of just says it as a foreshadow of sorts. And halfway down, we still haven't answered our question about a Kohen. How then do we know if Nesius Kapayim works to establish a person's uh, uh, Yuchsin as a Kohen? Toshma, let's try again another Brisa, similar to the one prior. Chazaka lekuhuna Nesius Kapayim. That's pretty clear. A Chazaka for Kahuna can be established by Nesius Kapayim. Bechilu granos Yisrael. And as well from giving out uh, grain at the granaries to Kohanim in Eretz Yisrael. Ubisuria 
in the locale of Syria and in any city where the messengers of Rosh Chodesh could reach. In those places, Nesius Kapayim Raya. In those cases, Nesius Kapayim is considered testimony to the fact that a person's a Kohen. And other, all of those other places, they didn't do Chilogranos. So they, they weren't giving out grains to people at the granaries. So therefore, that you couldn't use it as a Raya. Ubavel Kisuria. This is actually a fascinating Gemara because it's really discussing whether or not Surya, which might be Syria. I don't know. How, what does the article say about that? What is Surya? Does it say that it's Syria? Anybody have it there? No, not in the note. Not in the note? Or there is? What does it say? Although the court's messengers did not reach down, it was nevertheless treated in the regarded like in Surya. the communities near Israel. This was because there was there were courts in Babylon that I mean that's about Babel, but that's about Babel. It does not give Syria to be part of the Israel. Right. Right. Well, we'll see in a moment that that's not necessarily the case, but okay. It's reachable by the Shluchim, so it's a, it's within reach. This is a big machlokas uh in the post game about a lot. Is a lot considered part of Eretz Yisrael or not? Was it part of Kibush? So, what? Oh, the borders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The borders and the Pesukim. When I was in Y, when I was in YU, Rabbi Rakefet gave a gave a shir on this, about very detailed with Marim Lakomas. I remember where I was sitting in the room and he was discussing it. I was like so shocked, like because I'm like, I'm an American. What do I know? Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Yisrael. I didn't think twice. But he's like, yeah, a lot might not really be part. Yeah, two days of Yontif, one day of Yontif. There's a lot of Nafkaminas. There's a lot of Nafkaminas. What? Oh, in Ela? Yeah. Wowzers. Okay. Yeah. David's on fire tonight. David is as spicy as that chicken was that I just ate. What did you say? Oh, or I'm Sova. Oh. Right. So the Gemara continues here in this brisa. We, I mean, we haven't gotten to the crux of it yet, but the Gemara continues that Rashba Gomer Af Alexandria Great historical note that in, in Alexandria there was actually a Bezdin there. Now, what is the feature that we've been trying to focus on here? We're trying to figure out: Can we learn from Nisius Kapaim to Yochsin? So the Gemara says, "Ktani mias Nisius Kapaim, my love to Yochsin." Says the Gemara, "Lo lechala." We're not able to learn from this brisa where it references Nisius Kapaim that Nisius Kapaim teaches about Yochsin. It only teaches us about Chala. Says the Gemara, "How can that be?" Adumi dechiluk granos ktani. It has to be similar to chiluk granos, ma chiluk granos liYochsin. Just like when one, when a Kohen is able to receive his portions of grains at the granary. That is an indicator of Yuxin. Maybe we should assume the same off the Sius Kapayim Yuxin. Says the Gemara, nope, it's only to teach us about Chala. Why, does it, why is that the case? Because, says the Gemara, three fourths of the way down, this is what the Tanakama holds, that he holds that Chuma uh, is Derabanan and Chala is Doraisa. It's the inverse of what we learned earlier. That according to this brisa, you can see a kohen who's eating truma derabanan, and therefore uh, allow him to then have access to challah, which is deoraisa. Like the following dialogue that took place between Ravuna Bred Rav Yeshua and the Rabbanan. He was in the base medrash of Rav. 
the Yasve Amre, and they were talking about the following. Even according to the one who says the Truma Bismana says well, that doesn't stop this Shita from holding the Chalas of Dindoraiso. Share, after all, it took Zion seven years, Shekibshu, seven years of conquering of Eretz Yisrael, Zion Shechilku, and Nishayib Bechalav, Lo Nishayib Bechuma. During that time, we see that they were Chayib and Chalav, but they were not Chayib and Truma. And they're Medayik from that historical note that, yes, Truma is Derabanon. <laughs> But really, Chala is still Doraisa. And Ravuna Bered Rabbi Yoshua piped up and said, you guys all got this wrong. It's not correct. And in fact, we paskin like this Gemara, that Chala today is Derabonah. And the Gemara reads, And we do paskin this way. The Tanya, how do we know the Chala is Derabonah? And this is a, a great Gemara to learn during the nine days. What does the Pasuk mean when you come back to Eretz Yisrael? If what it means that Chala will be Doraisa when people come back to Eretz Yisrael, when will that be? Just a few a few Jews were certainly in that case. Chicago is one of the biggest Aliyah centers around the globe. We have so many people moving from Chicago to Eretz Yisrael. So it says the Gemara, if only a handful of people go up, maybe we should assume, therefore, that Chala is Doraisa nowadays. Says the Gemara, uh, all the Jews have to be there in order for there to be a dindo rice of chala. Till that time, uh, it's going to be derabona. And when Ezra went up to Eretz Yisrael, as we turn to the top of Chafayim Aleph, not everybody left. It is so hard to imagine that in our era. Like if we knew that we had an Ezra, uh, maybe they didn't know. I don't know. But like, if we knew, we would be like, "Oh my gosh, we we would we would swim. <laughs> we would figure it out." And says Rashi, just to give us some of the sad history. Rashi says, "La kulhu saluk rubo nisha Most of the people stayed back in Bavel, reminiscent of the times of Mitzrayim, when only a fifth of the Jews actually left Mitzrayim. We get so complacent in where we live. Some of the Mephorshim, uh, the more modern modern day uh, Mephorshim, write about people who are who are building their homes and they're like, and he, the language, I can't remember if it's the Rokeach, I can't remember exactly who it was, I heard this many years ago. It, it, he writes that it's ki'ilu shachach de'adayin anu begolos. You know, this like very like, do people remember? <laughs> like, no, we've made our whole world like we're all guilty of it. It's not, it's, we're all, this is our whole world. It's such an affluent world. We're like, no, we're good. Well, wallpaper, do I, all of us, we're like so, we're so like swallowed by it. But that's the psychology. It's hard to imagine that this happened, but it's happened multiple times throughout our history where most Jews don't return. It's very hard to understand. Uh, let's not deal, let's just all go. <laughs> when the time comes, Mashiach's gonna, it's gonna be great. Top of Chavayim Abayz, we still haven't answered our question, so we have another brisa. Toshma, Chazaka lekuhuna nesius kapayim echidu gronos veedus. So this this brisa is still uh, slightly different than the others, and here it adds in something funky, which is it adds in edus. What does that mean? Edus Chazaka, edus. Why? What is this doing in the mission? Elalav hachi kamar nesius kapayim ki edus. Nesius kapayim is like edus. Ma edus lo yochsin, just like edus. 
If you have Adim that say that a person is a coin, that's very different than trying to extrapolate from Nesius Kapayim. So it says the Gemara, So therefore, maybe we have a beautiful raya to our question of whether or not we can infer from Nesius Kapayim to Yuxin, and it seems to be that we would be able to. Says Gemara, lo, no. This is Edus Haba Mikoach Hazaka, Kichazaka. This is talking about something else, that Edus that comes about from a Chazaka is like a Chazaka. Yeah, that's uh, very wordy. Let's see what this means. Says the Gemara, uh, a little bit of stories. There was a person who came in front of Ravami. I know that this guy, Ploni Almoni, is actually a coin. What evidence can you show to tell me that this, in fact, this person's a coin? I was in Shul this morning in Shakara Rishon. They called him up and they gave him Rishon. So Ravami says back to Bechezkashu Kohen or Bechezkashu Gadol. Did he get Kohen because, did he get Rishon because he's a Kohen? Or was he the biggest Tamil Chacham in the room? So it says the Gemara, Shekara Achrav Levi. That we know. If you're going to be calling up Rishon to be any anything other than a Kohen, then you you can call a Levi. That's fine. But Shani will never be a Levi also. The only way to have a Levi is if there's a Kohen in the room. You can have a Levi be Rishon if there's no Kohen in the room. But a Levi being second, there's only two scenarios when that happens. It happens when there's a Kohen or when there's only Levim in the room. That's it. There's no other iterations of it. Says the Gemara, well, um, because the Levi was after him, so therefore the Gemara says, And therefore we establish this person as a Kohen. This is an example of looking at a halachic chazaka based on what the person was doing in Schultz. So we extrapolated that because this guy got Rishon and because the second guy got Levi, the Harai that he must be a Kohen. Another story, 10 lines down. Similar story that took place in front of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. I know that this particular person is a Levi. How do you know that this person is a Levi? Because he got the second Aliyah and Shul. Says the Gemara, how do you know? Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi asks, Maybe he was the second greatest person in the room. They gave Rishon to a great guy, and he's the second great guy. It says the Gemara, Shekara Lefon of Kohen, right? So we're doing like, we're just doing math. We're like doing these equations. And, and, and it has to be now that the, now that he, I think he's a Levi and the first guy was a Kohen. Now all the pieces click together and says the Gemara, Here as well, we were able to make an inference and therefore he was established to be a Levi. Another story. I have a raya brura that this person is considered a kohen. What is the evidence that you have that this person is a kohen? Because he got rishon. It's great that you got it. You saw what happened in Shul. But Granos is much bigger. So did you see him at the granary? And the Gemara responds with a retort. If there is no granary to be had, you can't infer from him not having gone to the granary that he isn't a Kohen, right? It's like backwards evidence. He didn't go to the granary, so he's not a Kohen. Maybe he didn't need, maybe he didn't want, maybe whatever, maybe the logistics, maybe he couldn't walk. So says the Gemara uh, that uh, that's not a good argument. We would rather look at his Aliyah status in Shul and learn from there, again, with other pieces, not just that he got reshown. It has to be reshown followed by Levi. There's circumstances that have to be, the boxes that have to be checked off. So then the Gemara says, continuing with another part of the story, we left that question as a rhetorical one. Zimnin, there were times where Habu Yasve came into Rabbi Yochanan. These two people who were talking would sit in front of Rabbi Yochanan. This is um, who was talking here. 
This is uh, Reish Lakish and Rabbi Lazar. So the two of them, Reish Lakish and Rabbi Lazar, would sit in front of Rabbi Yochan. Very similar story came about. We were talking about this guy, the Kohen, and whether or not he went to the Granos. Did you see that this person collected any um, any grains at the Goran to establish that he's actually a Kohen? Rabbi Yochanan, who was the Rebbe. Rabbi Lazar was a third century Amor. Rabbi Yochanan was the end of sec- like uh, first and second centuries. So then Rabbi Yochanan, his Rebbe said, Sham Goran Bat Kahuna. So then, Hadr Chazid Rabbi Lazar Bishus, he, he made a face at, uh, Reish Lakish made a face at Rabbi Lazar. Because in the previous part of the story, Rabbi Lazar was the one who said, I, what about the Goren? And Reish Lakish did not know that that line had come from Rav Yochanan. And he was like embarrassed when this whole thing played out because he wished he would have known that. Omar, Shamas Mili Davar Nafcha. There's something that came out of the mouth of Bar Nafcha, which is Rav Yochanan. And when you quoted it, Rav Lazar, you didn't even quote it in his name. You're just, that's not right. You got to quote it in his name. Okay. Last story for the day. This will wrap up to the to the top of the Gemara. Rabbi Verabchia, Chad Hela Ben Alpiv. Uh, there was a boy who was uh, established to be a Kohen by his father. And one person was uh, was verified to be in the camp of Levi by his brother. We can conclude the Rebbe, Rebbe was the one who was where a son was verified by his father to be a Kohen. Where do we see this? The Tanya, two lines before the wide lines, Chafayim the Tanya, the Brisa writes, "Haresha Bava Amar Bni Zev a Kohen. Who this is my son, and he's a Kohen. Neman la Haachila betruma veenu neman la Siuisha di Rebbe. Rebbe kind of uh, straddles the fence. It's not so simple, and he says that we trust the father enough that the child can eat truma, but not enough that he could uh, marry a woman who's a miyuchas who is only marrying a Kohen miyuchas. Dibre Rebbe, Amar la Rebchia. Your answer doesn't make sense. Why are you straddling the fence here?" If you trust your opinion enough to say that he's allowed to eat truma, then he should also be able to marry a woman who's a miyucheses. And if you don't, then then you don't. One way or the other. You you should be living in one camp, not in two camps. If you trust him for truma, you should trust him for marriage. If you don't trust him for marriage, you shouldn't trust him for truma. Rebbe says back, That's a technical thing. He can take a piece of truma and give it to his kid. That's fine. And because he can't actually control in this moment, giving him a a wife, that's just not something that he can logistically do. We can therefore conclude that this case is a case of Rebbe. And because Rebbe was the one who was able to establish that his son was a Kohen, at least to the degree that he could eat Truma, then the only other option left for Rebbe is that that it must be that Rebbe was the one who was able to establish that his brother was a Levi. Why is it that he didn't agree with Rebbe's case? Because because he's a father and a son. Says the Gemara, if that's what he was concerned about, my brother is also my relative. So says the Gemara on the top of and this gets into a very lamdash asugya that we have no time for, but is when a person makes a comment innocently and in passing. It's not something that we're deeply worried about because he said it purely. 
And therefore, we trust him. For example, top of Chavavamadala. A person was just talking in passing, and here's what he said. I remember when I was a young child, and my father was carrying me. It doesn't literally mean that he was carrying him, it just means that he was a child walking with his father. He took me out of school one day. It was amazing. And he took me to the mikvah to make sure that I was tahor. And then I was able to eat truma that night. Now, if he's just telling this story casually, what does that tell you about his father? His father's a coin. So the Gemara is saying when a person is talking, it's just casual, innocent conversation with no ulterior motives. It's super trustworthy. In fact, in halacha, we sometimes would believe a goy when they say things that are Messiah Lefitumo, when they have no, when they don't even know what they're saying, that it could even have halachic implications. They don't know. They have no idea. I'll give you a ledugma. Let's say that a person says that the glycerin that we're using is from fish because it's cheaper than pigs. So what? In his head, he doesn't know. He's not holding in kashras. So Givaldic, now I know that it's fish gelatin. That's so much better than, than, than pig gelatin. So I'm just giving that as an example. So anyways, the kids, the story continues here. Rebchi actually adds a little bit to the story and says, My friends, they couldn't even be near me because I was a Kohen. What was my nickname? The boy who ate the holy breads. Now, what was that? Again, same thing. It's Mesiach Lefitumo. And therefore, he was therefore trusted to be a Kohen. We'll stop right here. Mir Tashem will pick up tomorrow at 840. I'm going to overlearn this week a little bit. We're going to do an extra blot probably tomorrow night and the next an extra half blot each night. And then we're also probably going to have Shir Friday morning. And then on Tisha B'Av day, we'll have no learning at all, but we'll be caught up as of Shabbos. So we're going to learn Sunday's blot on Shabbos just to be all evened out so there's no no stressors on uh, on Tisha B'Av. Wishing you all a beautiful night.